Another day, another y'all show. Hello there. Welcome into y'all. I'm John Rawl. And if you tuned in on Wednesday, you may have noticed that yours truly has a little bit of a throat thing going on. And I have been diagnosed with my lack of talking at the normal rate that I talk and also kind of getting phlegm and such in my throat and needing to uh, you know uh, cough a little bit and cough coughing up i've been diagnosed with what they call atlanta braves itis because i'm choking i'm choking here on this thursday y'all show and i know now why i have not been able to speak as normal as i would like to here this week because the atlanta braves were going to choke on us on wednesday evening in atlanta golly what a meltdown in the first inning we'll have more on that in just a few minutes in fact we're going to talk about the bravos because of what happened before the game as they got a little politically correct at SunTrust park and i'm not very happy about that so an update on the bravos congratulations to the st louis cardinals they advance in to the national league championship series and good job there st louis in winning in five games there and so we'll have that in mixed in a mix of our headlines from across the southeast today today actually marks the one-year anniversary of hurricane michael slamming into mexico city beach in florida and we will tell you a little bit more about that momentarily also later this hour we've got the list of the top 20 events going on across the southeast here in the month of october and thanks to our friends at the southeast tourism society we will let you know where you might want to make plans before the month's out and hit the road and go check some of these places out that's coming up later this hour when we turn the ledger into the second hour of today's y'all talk with a southern accent we've got a look at the new york times bestsellers what's going on in book world we'll let you know at the start of the second hour and then it's time on thursdays for our sec report we've got headlines from across the southeast injury updates from the planes and other programs in the sec and we'll kind of break down what happened last weekend and what's coming up this weekend in fact to help break it down and get you ready for the biggest game on the sec docket this weekend we're going to welcome in thanks to our sister show maroon and white report which covers texas a&m aggie information we're going to welcome in gabe bach and his very special guest former texas a&m head coach who went on to be the head coach of the mississippi state bulldogs jackie Sherrill. all that coming in our second hour and then we'll get gabe to kind of stick around and do a little double duty and help break down the key matchups of the sec heading into weekend number seven all that in our sec report all that coming in hour two if you'd like to connect to us here on the y'all show it's so easy to do our telephone number is 803-816-1170 our website is yall.com and you can also find us on a couple of really cool apps out there the iheart radio app the tune in radio app and the apple podcast apps have us right there free of charge just search y'all show and you'll see our pretty little icon red and white y'all logo sitting there waiting for you to hit like or subscribe and every single day that we put up a new y'all podcast it will be right there awaiting your fingertips you don't even have to go looking for it and isn't that a bargain so we offer that to you as well our facebook page y'all.com and again we're on great radio stations across the southeast can't thank our partners on the radio front enough for carrying us so thank you thank you thank you as we have this show all about the south of which you can call us again at 803-816-1170 or email us y'all show at y'all.com 
Let's dive into the headlines, and today marks the one-year anniversary of the Category 5 hurricane, Hurricane Michael, as it slammed into the Florida Gulf Coast, and the county hardest hit by that storm was Bay County, and that's around the Panama City area, as Michael, among the strongest hurricanes to ever make landfall in the country, it came in on October 10th of last year with 160-mile-per-hour winds. And it just devastated the Panama City area as Tyndall Air Force Base, home to 100, uh, rather 11,000 airmen. It was really, really messed up. And it left 22,000 of Bay County's then 180,000 residents homeless and resulted in total insured losses of almost $7 billion, with a B, $7 billion of the in t- total insured losses for just that one county in the Sunshine State, Bay County. Now, Bay County officials over the summer, they unveiled a nearly 300-page blueprint to help rebuild the county. And Among their ideas is to use shipping containers and 3D technology to build new houses and to offer signing bonuses for doctors to replace those who fled when their offices and equipment were destroyed. And there's also been... A lot of work cut out for those who remained. About 5,000 people are still homeless, and rent for the few available living quarters has skyrocketed in Bay County. About one in six insurance claims are still unresolved, and the local officials there and the government are worried about depleted tax coffers as small businesses struggle to reopen. So let's not forget, it's been a year, but it was a horrible, horrible scene when Hurricane Michael hit. A lot of people were blindsided by this thing because, remember, it was not predicted until like 48 hours before it hit that it was even going to be affecting this area of Florida's panhandle. And it came in fast and was gone fast. But, boy, what damage it left there, as well as in Georgia. It even touched a very small corner of southeast Alabama in the Wiregrass area. And it even hit South Carolina pretty bad. In fact, I had a friend of mine tell me that they got hit by a hurricane a couple months before that was more of a rain-soaked hurricane. But wind damage, they got hit more by Michael, which originally, again, went in on the Panama City area of Florida, and it curved to the right. And as it went toward the South Carolina, North Carolina area, it was really devastating from a wind standpoint in those states. So these hurricanes, with their ability to twist and turn and gain speed, can continue to be a problem during the past school year alone 125 students in bay county schools were placed in custody for mental health evaluation under florida's baker act because the hurricane left standing alone only one medical center that can receive baker act patients students were sent to facilities as far as 580 miles away so it's not just the devastation on the ground it's the devastation with people's lives that a year later hurricane michael is still being felt and Our thoughts go out to all of our friends on the Florida Gulf Coast and especially Bay County as they look to recover from that awful, awful storm of 2018. Well, We told you recently the death of oil tycoon T. Boone Pickens, the huge benefactor of his alma mater, Oklahoma State University. And how about this story coming to us from his native state? An ornate conference room table where T. Boone Pickens made billion-dollar deals and he hosted his VIPs that visited him at his Dallas, Texas office. 
It's now heading to the capital of Oklahoma as officials at his alma mater, Oklahoma State University. They announced that the 24-foot-long table and 22 leather chairs will be loaned to the governor's office for the next 10 years. A university donor purchased the four-pedestal desk inlaid with golden cherry and walnut wood and donated it to OSU. Oklahoma's new Republican governor, Kevin Stitt, is an Oklahoma State University graduate and had inquired about the desk after visiting with Pickens, who died last month at the age of 91. So the governor's got a huge table to make deals of his own there in OKC. The governor's office currently is being renovated as part of a $245 million project to overhaul Oklahoma's state capital. And that would be a nice addition. I know 10 years goes by quick. So, governor, see if you can't work a deal out with the T. Boone's Pickens estate and keep that thing there in OKC at the capital going forward. What a What a table. Authorities in Tennessee say they're looking for suspects in the fatal shooting of a Tennessee National Guard soldier who recently returned from deployment. News outlets report that 35-year-old specialist Jacob Bishop was found dead in his home last week, bound and shot multiple times. And in Lenore City, Tennessee is where this is. Lenore, the in the sheriff of that county is Loudoun County Sheriff Tim Guider. He says the department is investigating several leads. They're looking for a white SUV that witnesses say was in the area days before Specialist Bishop's death. The spokesperson for the county, Corporal Matthew Faguna, says Bishop was a member of the Tennessee National Guard and had recently been deployed to Poland. He says the unit returned a few months ago, but unfortunately, this soldier home from deployment fatally shot there in the Lenore City, Tennessee area. And a sad story to report to you today. The Defense Intelligence Agency has an employee that's been arrested for allegedly leaking classified information to reporters. This comes to us from the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area as 30-year-old Henry Kyle Fries, a counterterrorism analyst who held a top-secret clearance at the DIA, had started there as a contractor in January 2017 before working at the agency full-time. And this Defense Intelligence Agency employee now arrested on federal charges that he leaked classified national defense information to two journalists, one of them romantically involved with him. So we'll know now what's happening there. Between April and May of last year, Fries allegedly accessed classified intelligence reports, some of which were unrelated to his job duties, and leaked secret information regarding a foreign country's weapon system to a reporter. According to the documents, the documents accused Fries of being romantically involved with one of the reporters to whom he allegedly leaked information. That old romance can get you every time, but we hope the damage not very strong there. But right now, this Defense Intelligence Agency employee, he's behind bars again for leaking this information to reporters allegedly. Big news in the capital of Alabama this week, as I can't believe this has not already happened before. But the capital of the state of Alabama, Montgomery, has elected its first black mayor. So congratulations to the winner of this, Stephen Reed, as he becomes Montgomery's first black mayor, as he was the first black probate judge back in 2012. He won 67% of the vote in the nonpartisan runoff election, and he defeated David Woods, a television station owner in Montgomery, and after the two earned the most votes in a 12-person election back in August, Mr. Reed will replace the current mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, Todd Strange, who chose not to run for re-election after a decade in office. Reed will be sworn in November 
12th. So the capital city of Alabama with its first black mayor, Montgomery, of course, historic in nature, being the original capital of the Confederate States of America. And then, of course, home to Rosa Parks as she became a symbol of the civil rights movement as she refused to sit at the back of the bus. And Martin Luther King Jr. organized the Montgomery bus boycott there. And now news that they have their first black mayor. Reed was endorsed by 2020 hopeful Kamala Harris and Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox. And his father, Joe Reed, is the longtime leader of the Black Caucus of the Alabama Democratic Party. So some good connections there to get him elected as Montgomery's first black mayor. And to all of our friends in Montgomery, I can tell you, go Biscuits. Montgomery Biscuits, that is. Florida has begun arming teachers as large school districts there rebuff the controversial program, which is now part of Florida's state law, as teachers in seven Florida county school districts will soon be locked and loaded thanks to that new state law enacted this month, which allows schools with the option to allow teachers teachers to carry concealed guns. The law expands on a safety measure known as the Guardian Program, and this program was created in response to the Parkland Massacre of February 2018, but it did not allow teachers to carry guns in part due to the recommendation of former Governor Rick Scott. Under the original law, guardians were either non-instructional personnel who volunteered or employees, such as school resource officers, hired specifically to protect students. So now we know these revisions are taking place. In Okeechobee, a school district with about 6,600 students, it's one of seven districts taking advantage of the new option to arm teachers, and school districts must first vote in favor of it, and then the teachers have to volunteer. The other six districts in Florida where teachers will be armed include Bay, Gilchrist, Lafayette, Levy, Putnam, and Sewanee counties in Florida. I remember after Parkland, some people proposed arming teachers, and I thought that's Never going to work. But here we are in Florida, state rights, the state of Florida coming forward and deciding to do this. And here we have it. It's not going to be in every single county. I guess state rights also means local rights, county rights and district rights. And these particular districts have voted for it. And we wish them the best of luck. Maybe it will make a difference. A woman in Florida who burned a 3,500 year old tree while smoking meth has now been arrested on drug charges 33 year old sarah barnes was arrested at the end of last week in her altamont springs home after deputies found 38 grams of meth and she was previously arrested for burning down a 3500 year old tree while smoking methamphetamine and she was arrested last week on charges of trafficking meth according to authorities Yes, she was arrested back in 2012 for burning down what's called the Senator, a 118-foot-tall bald cypress in Longwood, Florida, that was at the time the fifth oldest tree in the world. And this tree burner, not a tree hugger, a tree burner, now arrested again for drug charges. And I can't believe anybody. Why is she not in jail? I mean, there's no excuse. I'm not a tree hugger. But when you've got the fifth oldest tree in the world and you burn it down for no darn good reason, why is this person even roaming free? I mean, they're obviously something wrong with Sarah Barnes, age 33, from Florida. A town in North Carolina, hey, you might want to go there if you are a little bit on the lazy train, okay? How about this order coming to the citizens of Surf City in North Carolina? If you live in Surf City... And you want to take it easy for a few days and, let's say, not wash your clothes, not do any washing? Well, guess what? According to the local officials there, 
you are not supposed to wash laundry for a whole week as the city of Surf City has made the request, saying public works crews would begin a directional flush flush of the hydrants and water lines from October 7th through October 11th. And the purpose of this flush is to remove excess iron from water lines. So the post didn't explain why the water would be unsafe or closed, but added that all Pender County Island residents would be affected. The, uh, the affected the water should clear up through normal use the post assured on facebook some residents jokingly reacted that other clothes were others were in disbelief <laughs> so yes no clothes washing there in surf city north carolina serves up but not at surf city as you don't have to wash clothes for a week it seems like a good thing of course i'm sure this area kind of got a little bit messed up by dorian here recently nothing too major but it probably did get as they said some iron in the water lines and the town of surf city going to work hard to, to clear that up there and the area affected again is pender county island of the town of surf city so keep that in mind if you want to go to that area you might want to byoc bring your own clothes because you won't be washing here for a couple of days and some of you are like saying yes that's what i'm looking for <laughs> hey i like clean clothes myself when we come back we've still got more headlines from across the southeast including some clint eastwood news clint eastwood and a georgian in the news We'll let you know about that. Plus, later this hour, Festive South's coming your way. We've got a list of great places for you to consider going here in the month of October. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
on the play doh playing all my favorite songs. Papa Timothy Oakland is your love. Share Shaddy, you're the one for me. I told you a long time ago. I've been waiting all day for you. Take it to the play doh Let the music move you so Hey, hey, walk down roulette Dancing at the play do-do Play do-do, let yourself go You got to dance to the fiddle and the bow Hey, hey, walk down roulette Dancing at the play do-do Gonna take you down to Louisiana now. Welcome back into the Y'all Show. And speaking of the Pelican State, hey, it's election weekend in Louisiana. Governor of the state of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, is up for re-election. And guess what? President Trump is headed to the Bayou's way as he's going to be campaigning, not for the Governor Edwards, but for his challenger. He wants a Republican in that seat in Baton Rouge. So, yes, it is election day come Saturday in the state of Louisiana, and we're having debates here this week as the top contenders are expected to be not only Governor Edwards, but also with the Republicans of John, the the Republicans, Ralph Abraham, a native of Baton Rouge, and Eddie Response of Baton Rouge as well, as well as Governor Edwards. Those are the top three polling candidates. Both Abraham and Response are Republicans, while Edwards is a Democrat and according to the way it works in Louisiana, it's a jungle primary coming up this weekend, and your top two are going to advance and be in the general election in a couple of weeks, where if you were the number three place, you're not going to make it, and you lose out your slot. But there's a, a strong chance that the top two could actually be both Republicans, and that would guarantee a Republican that would be the new governor of Louisiana come, I think it's early December is when the general election is if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, you've got a tough election going on here this weekend between these three gentlemen and others. There's more than just these three that are all part of the field, but that's what's going on in Louisiana this week. It's it's election week. Now back to the unfortunate story we've been telling you about here and other news outlets across the country. Another vaping death, as Georgia has now confirmed its second death link to vaping. The Department of Public Health of Georgia said in a news release on Wednesday, a person died after being hospitalized for a lung injury and had a history of nicotine vaping. No other details given. Health officials said there were been 14 cases of lung illnesses linked to vaping in the state of Georgia, including two deaths, another 20 possible cases are under review. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is investigating reports from more than a thousand illnesses nationwide linked to vaping, including at least 18 deaths. The Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has joined health officials in his state in urging people to stop using e-cigarettes and other vaping devices while the outbreak is being investigated. To Texas, and we know in that state, that vaping's now linked to 95 cases of lung disease, including one death in the Long Sta- Lone Star State, as that state's DSHS officials are urging people to stop using e-cigarettes and seek medical care if symptoms develop. As in Texas, officials say they've identified these 95 cases of severe lung disease in patients 
who reported vaping before developing symptoms, with the majority of those cases coming in North Texas. The Texas Department of State Health Services said one person has died as a result of lung disease, and officials are investigating 28 other possible cases involving vaping. The patients range in age between 13 to 75 years old, with the median age at 22. Nearly 9 in 10 cases involving vaping, THC, or marijuana, according to the Texas DSHS. But vaping is certainly not something you want to try to do right now, especially with the surveys and the research research going in to see how potentially deadly vaping can be. Speaking of diseases and such, we have some new information coming out for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and it's a list of the sexually transmitted diseases of 2018. And we can tell you a few of these cases of these STDs that are out there that are all spiraling upward, unfortunately. Chlamydia had 1.8 million cases, which is a 19% increase from 2014. So in four years, chlamydia moving up big time. Gonorrhea, it's up a 63% increase since 2014 with over 500,000 cases in the country. You have syphilis, primary and secondary syphilis. Over 35,000 cases in the countries. That is a 71% increase from five years ago. And then you got congenital syphilis, and that has 1,306 cases nationwide. And that's a 185% increase from five years ago. Now, those are the kind of nationwide numbers. When you break it down state by state, we can tell you, according to the research, what states kind of lead the way and in chlamydia the reported cases and rates of reported cases of the different states we know from chlamydia's standpoint louisiana comes in at number two as alaska actually was number one but louisiana is at two followed by mississippi south carolina at four north carolina at six georgia seven and arkansas checks in at 11 this is based on the rate per 100,000 population so louisiana with a 774.8 as louisiana had over 36,000 cases of chlamydia reported in the year 2018 when we go to gonorrhea mississippi leads the country in that with over 9700 cases and that's about 326 cases per 100,000 population in the Magnolia State. Other states that are in the top 10 of states reporting gonorrhea, South Carolina is at 3, Alabama 4, Louisiana 5, Missouri 7, Arkansas 8, North Carolina 9, and Oklahoma is at number 10 with cases of gonorrhea reported as far as syphilis goes the number one state in the country is nevada with about 22 cases per 100,000 population mississippi is the south's number one state for syphilis coming in at number three california actually was at number two georgia is at four louisiana is at seven florida eight and oklahoma is at nine for cases of primary and secondary syphilis in 2018 and then finally in congenital syphilis cases across the country texas leads the way with about 92 cases per 100,000 and you have 367 cases in total in the lone star state reported in 2018 as texas is at number one louisiana comes in at number three arkansas six florida seven maryland is at nine and georgia is at 10 in congenital syphilis cases so 
Again, this research coming from the STD surveillance report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And probably not a good thing if you're on that, but we can tell you essentially there's been a 22% increase from 2017 to 2018, and it went from 77 to 94 deaths per average across the country in this STD transmitted disease surveillance survey of the year 2018. Got to do better, y'all. Got to do better. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're looking for something fun to do, we'll tell you here in a few minutes on the Y'all Show some great festivals across the Southeast. But if you can't wait for a festival, then guess what? You're in luck if you want to go to the Little Rock area because starting this weekend, you got the Arkansas State Fair going on. And blogger Kat Robinson has penned a great story on tiedietravels.com. And I've just got to thank, thanks to her great work here. What a job. She's got the 2019 Arkansas State Fair Food Guide available for you to check out. And let me just kind of scan down and tell you some of the awesome options that'll be in the Little Rock area as they just had the Arkansas State Fair Media Day, and they had kind of a sample of this, and Kat was able to go out and check it out. So they've got some new offerings here at the Arkansas State Fair, and here you go. How about this? Chicken and waffle bites. Crispy, sweet, battered chicken chunks fried and covered in maple syrup, and they have, they're offered at Pat's Kitchen in the Food Court of the Arkansas State Fair. Chicken and waffle bites. Now that is a awesome combination. How about this? Ooh, man, what a photo. Coca-Cola cake. The old Southern favorite comes to the fair this year and will be served at the Big Show Diner. Coca-Cola cake at the Arkansas State Fair. We're not done. We've got some more great selections if you want to head on over to the capital of Arkansas. Crawfish pies, as J&B Concessions will be frying these babies up at the Nacogdoches Meat Pies, and they'll be filled with savory crawfish and sauce, all at the Arkansas State Fair. Now, how about this? Dilly Dogs. These are pork hot dogs shoved into a scooped-out whole dill pickle, dipped in corn dog batter, and then deep-fried, served with mustard or ketchup. You got your wiener, your pickle, and then the corn dog shell. Dilly dogs at the Arkansas State Fair. How about this? Fried donut balls. And that will be now in its second year. You can get that at the Arkansas State Fair. I don't have to explain what it is, but if you don't know, uh, let me just do you a favor because it looks like they're served up donut. Um, imagine what you can find at like a Krispy Kreme little donut ball, donut holes. And put a little syrup on them and then serve it with ice cream fried donut balls arkansas state fair how about this fried lasagna as this got the best tasting winner at the tasty tom's pat's kitchen fries up the fried lasagna and it includes slices of cheese lasagna baked in garlic butter and topped with marinara and parmesan cheese looks great how about this Woo. I'm telling you, if you don't have plans to go to Little Rock, you better make plans because the food alone will make you go to the Arkansas State Fair. Funnel Cake Cheeseburger. The new food dude shares this new outrageous dinner and dessert stacked into one. You got your burger patty, lettuce, tomato, and then condiments, and your choice along with bacon and or cheese, if you'd like, between two powdered sugar-dusted funnel cakes. Two funnel cakes with a hamburger in between. What a combination at the Arkansas State Fair. I don't have time to kind of keep running through all of the 
I guess, the details on some of these. Let me just tell you what some other ones are here, according to her website, tiedietravels.com. You got pineapple twist shortcake, the possum pie, which is a longtime dessert in the state of Arkansas, and also sweet bacon cake. All of that at the Arkansas State Fair. And thanks again to Kat Robinson for coming up with the 2019 Arkansas State Fair food guide that you can go to her website, tiedietravels.com, and learn a whole lot more about what's going to be going on there in Little Rock starting this weekend if you want to get to the natural state. More headlines from across the... I don't know if I can get into more headlines after that particular story. Simone Biles is from Spring, Texas, and she becomes the most decorated female gymnast in the history of the sport. What an awesome job by the Texan as she won a record 21st medal at the World Gymnastics Championships this week as the U.S. retained its women's team all-around title. It was Biles' 15th career gold, and it broke a tie with Russian gymnast Svetlana Korknia for the most medals overall by a woman at the World Championships. And Biles is now too short of Vitaly Skirbo's all-time record of 23 among men or women. So a great job by the Texan. And what a job she's done. Of course, you know her from the Olympics, but here this week, she becomes a history maker there in the world of gymnastics. Good job there. Now to the world of Atlanta Braves baseball. They were absolutely massacred in the first inning at SunTrust Park on Wednesday in game five of the NLDS against the St. Louis Cardinals. And Braves fans are in disbelief here today. And then count me in among them. I can't believe the Bravos had such a great season and then blew it at home. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing to get humiliated. And that's what happened at SunTrust Park. Well, guess what? Before the game even started, there was controversy off the field as the Braves took away the tomahawks, the little foam tomahawks that a lot of fans they would like to, to kind of chant ho, 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 and they took them away before the game because there's a pitcher for the Cardinals, Ryan Helsley, who's a member of the Cherokee Nation, as he called the tomahawk chop and the cheer disrespectful for his Cherokee heritage. And so the Braves said they're going to try to limit the use of the chop during the game on Wednesday. And guess what? Not only did they limit the tomahawk chop, they limited their baseball play. And Atlanta's season is over. Congratulations to Cardinals pitcher Ryan Helsley. You rattled Braves Nation. You rattled the Braves team. And you move on to the NLCS. And the Braves move on to 2020. What a horrible ending. Letting 10 runs be scored in the first inning. And that was a history-making inning. No other team had ever scored 10 runs in postseason baseball, at least in the first inning. And Atlanta never could climb out of that. And they lose, and I say, see you later. For a team that would step on its own tradition, as they did there in Atlanta on Wednesday, that's just ridiculous. For one player, one player that most people never even heard of until this series, and he got the best of Atlanta. So good job there for this member of the St. Louis Cardinals, who now move on to the national league championship series to the home of the greyhounds ocean springs mississippi we go lovely place in jackson county and police there have arrested and placed a 73 year old woman in handcuffs who they say harassed a city tree trimmer 
as she screamed at him to stop cutting limbs off of live oaks, as Diane Stevenson has now been charged with disorderly conduct following this argument at an Ocean Springs park. The police report says a public work employee told a supervisor this woman approached him on the job and began screaming. Stevenson contends she was calm and polite, asking why he was cutting limbs from the adolescent live oak. She was arrested after ignoring orders to identify herself. Well, those live oak trees sure are lovely, and we don't want to see them lose. I'm not sure what the city worker was doing, perhaps just doing some good maintenance of them. But anyway, this septuagenarian getting arrested after her objection to tree trimming on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Now to Georgia, we return, and Clint Eastwood's got a new movie about to come out called Richard Jewell, and it will have its world premiere at the AFI Festival in Los Angeles next month as the American Film Institute announced that the film had been added to its lineup for that annual festival. And this is a film directed by Clint Eastwood, and it is about the true story of that security guard at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics who went from a hero to a suspect after the Olympic bombing that killed one woman. And a man named Paul Walter Hauser plays the title character of Richard Jewell. It also stars Kathy Bates and Siam Rockwell, John Hamm also is co-starring in this Warner Brothers release, which will be opening in theaters on December 13th. And what a great job Clint Eastwood with this movie that who knew there'd be a movie about Richard Jewell. I mean, if you were around Atlanta and the Olympics in 96, this was a, a major story and and a case where the media went berserk on this guy for no reason. Therefore, Clint Eastwood, the one and only conservative filmmaker, I think, puts this movie out be fun to see he's done a lot of work in georgia by the way if you want to go back and look at his repertoire of the last 10 years or so thank you clint for coming to the peach state and coming to dixie to do some of your filmmaking we appreciate that and our final story in our headlines comes from country music's power couple garth brooks and trisha yearwood as they announced in nashville that they're going to match Habitat for Humanity funding for the Tennessee legislature to put into the state budget. Garth and Tricia welcomed members of the state legislature to the build site and gave them a tour shortly beforehand. All this is related to the Jimmy and Rosalind Carter work project. And now Garth Brooks and Tricia Yearwood putting their names to this and Habitat for Humanity as they're doing great work in the volunteer state. Again, great job, Tricia and Garth, with a promise of matching funds for the Tennessee legislature to put into the state budget money for Habitat for Humanity. A very noble effort. And that is a look at headlines here on this Thursday edition. When we return, we've got a listing of some great places for you to consider getting in the car and heading out to as we've got some awesome festivals going on across the South here in the month of October. We'll tell you where and how and who when we come back on y'all. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. 
Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Y'all talk with a southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. You should listen to that Southern Bell and reach out to us in those various ways. This is Y'all, and hey, want to remind you, we're just minutes away from a whole new hour of the Y'all Show, and we'll start it off with a look at the hot sellers from the New York Times, the best sellers list. It's coming your way, plus in the second hour, it's our SEC Spotlight. We'll tell you who all the big games are this seventh weekend of college football, and then we'll go to Aggieland as our friend Gabe Bach will be back on with with us and texas a and is getting ready to host the number one alabama crimson tide and gabe's going to catch up with the former aggie head football coach turned mississippi state head coach that would be jackie sherrill and we'll listen in on their conversation here this week as well as get gabe's take on week seven of the sec all that ahead in the second hour of today's y'all show well if you want to go to Aggieland, that's great but let's say you don't want to go watch a college football game here this weekend as we're hitting the midway mark of the month of october we've got some awesome festivals going around the south that we want to let you know about now we told you last week and we'll remind you going on right now in greenville south carolina it's fall for greenville go to the website fallforgreenville.net this is the 38th year of this incredible combination of food music art and more greenville south carolina it's fall for greenville in elizabeth city north carolina this weekend it's the 23rd annual historic 
Ghost Walk. Go to historicghostwalk.org for more information for this incredible event going on this very weekend. Also in North Carolina, in Burgall, you got the Ghost Walk of Pender's Past, and that's taking place in Burgall, North Carolina this weekend. Also in La Follette, Tennessee, you got the Big Creek Fall ATV Festival. Oh, man. I bet you there's going to be some red there in La Follette, Tennessee. I think I said that right. That's in East Tennessee. Check it out. The Big Creek Fall ATV Festival. Also this weekend in Lake Charles, it's the Rouge et Blanc Food and Wine Festival. For all of our Francophiles out there, check that out going on in Lake Charles this weekend. And if you don't make it to Southwest Louisiana this weekend, head there next weekend for Lake Charles. Next weekend, we'll be hosting the Culture Fest Louisiana. CultureFestLA.com is the website if you want to make plans to head to the western portion of the Pelican State. In Stekawa, North Carolina, it's the Stekka Harvest Festival. StekawValleyCenter.com is the website. That's next weekend. In Atlanta next weekend, you got the Taste of Atlanta. The website is TasteofAtlanta.com. And I can assure you they'll be serving up some cardinal there because the Braves have had their fill of Cardinal here, at least the hometown baseball team, as of what happened on Wednesday in the National League Division Series. In Orange Park, Florida, next weekend, it's the 37th Annual Fall Festival. You can go to opfallfestival.com, OP for Orange Park, opfallfestival.com, to get all the great details. And then in Lexington, North Carolina, home of great barbecue, by the way. I've been there. I've enjoyed their vinegar-based sauce. And October 26th in Lexington, it's the Barbecue Festival. Barbecuefestival.com is the website for you to go check out this great event in North Kagalaki. Theodore, Alabama's got Boo at Bellingrath. This is on the Gulf Coast of Alabama, south of Montgomery, south of Mobile and Montgomery. And that's taking place October 26th, Boo at Bellingrath. Bellingrath.org is the website to learn more about this awesome event at this awesome historic place down on the coast of Alabama. And October 26th, also, you've got in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Bowling Green Bourbon and Brewfest. BGBrewfest.com is the website to learn more information about what's going on there in western Kentucky. And finally, our last event to tell you about as an STS, Southeast Tourism Society, top 20 event of the month of October. In Homa, Louisiana, coming up on October 26th and the 27th, it's Rougarou Fest, and that's Rougarou Fest, that's R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U-F-E-S-T dot org, Rougarou Fest dot org, and that's taking place in Homa, October 26th and the 27th, and that is, again, thanks to our friends at Southeast Tourism Society, a list of the top 20 events going on right now. Make your plans accordingly and hit a bunch of these if if you're able to do that. Well, that will wrap up our first hour of today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Again, coming up in the second hour, we'll start it off with books on our mind. We've got the New York Times bestsellers, and then we'll switch over to all SEC coverage. The Southeastern Conference is getting ready for a huge game at Kyle Field, number one Alabama, and the Texas A&M Aggies and other great contests going on LSU in Florida. We'll cover it all with Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com, and that's headed your way in the second hour. Don't you go anywhere.
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Another hour, the second hour of this Thursday, y'all, is here and ready for you to enjoy. I'm John Rawl, and this is the show all about the Southeast. In just a few minutes, we'll be having our SEC Spotlight, and we'll have some great information coming your way, some injuries to tell you about, plus our friend Gabe Bach of Tex Ags Radio in College Station, Texas, will be on to help us break down the number one Alabama Crimson Tides visit to Kyle Field and Jimbo Fisher's Texas A&M Aggie football team. We'll also have in the mix of our SEC Spotlight Gabe's conversation with former Aggie and Mississippi State head football coach Jackie Sherrill. Plus, we'll get Gabe, who covers SEC football every single day on the radio across Texas. We'll get Gabe's take on the other teams and their contests going on here on this seventh weekend of college football. All that ahead in our SEC Spotlight. But here on the Y'all Show, as we start out this hour, Hey, let's give you a little book information, courtesy of the New York Times. We got the New York Times bestsellers list, and we have a book that's brand new, and it's number one on the nytimes.com bestseller list. Are y'all ready for the big reveal? 
the number one book in the combined print and ebook fiction category from the New York Times is John Sanford's Bloody Genius, the twelfth book in the Virgil Flowers series. A fight between university departments turns deadly. Bloody genius. John Sanford, number one, New York Times. Now, I I make kind of a fun poke at this book. It's not often you have a book debut at number one. It usually takes a little while to get there. And especially when you got people like Delia Owens who are hogging the best sellers for a year plus, <laughs> it makes it very difficult. But congratulations to Mr. Sanford for this great job. Sanford and Son, bloody geniuses, not Sanford and Son. I'm sure if he's got a son, he'd be a good writer too. That's number one. What's number two? Tanisha Coates and the Water Dancer. A young man who was gifted with a mysterious power becomes part of a war between slavers and the enslaved. And that is number two on the New York Times bestseller list. At number three, you've got Stephen King and the Institute. Children with special talents are abducted and sequestered in an institution where the sinister staff seeks to extract their gifts through harsh methods. That's number three on the New York Times bestseller list of combined print and ebook fiction books. Stephen King a venerable name in the book selling business there at number three now delia owens we mentioned her name a moment ago her southern based book where the crawdads sing comes in at number four this is the 56 week in a row this book's been on the list and where the crawdads sing it's about a quiet town on the north carolina coast in 1969 and a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect and what a book. I can't wait for the movie to come out. I'm sure it's coming out soon. Delia Owens, what a fantastic job in her debut effort in that book. Number four on the New York Times bestseller list. And at number five, it's been on the list for two weeks in a row, The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. A sibling relationship is impacted when the family goes from poverty to wealth and back again over the course of many decades. Sounds like a fun book. And that's at number five. Now we go to the combined print and ebook nonfiction list from the NYT. And Rachel Maddow, the MSNBC host, has a book that's new this week, and it is at number one. Rachel Maddow, as she argues that the global oil and gas industry has weakened democracies and bolstered authoritarians. That book, Blowout, out right now at number one. Number two is another MSNBC favorite and a former first lady who was almost president of the United States. It's new this week. Can you believe that Rachel Maddow got number one ahead of this person? Hillary Rodham Clinton and Chelsea Clinton co-wrote this book called Gutsy. It's called The New Book of Gutsy Women by Hillary Rodham Clinton and Chelsea Clinton, who's got a different last name. I don't know why she's not using it. She ought to. Uh, Hillary and Chelsea getting together. Profiles of women from around the world who have blazed trails and challenged the status quo. That book is out this week, and it's at number two, the book of gutsy women from mom and daughter Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. Now to the number three book on the nonfiction list. It's from Malcolm Gladwell. Talking to Strangers. This one's been out for four weeks. Famous examples of miscommunication serve as the backdrop to explain potential conflicts and misunderstanding. Hey, we're just not talking right here, Malcolm. And that's why you wrote the book, Talking to Strangers. And that's at number three on the combined print and ebook nonfiction list from the NYT. Hey, here's a name that you haven't heard lately. In fact, I've heard this guy lately. 
congratulations to Bill O'Reilly. Not that I was a big fan. I'm still not a big fan because, well, to be honest with you, he's kind of a loudmouth Yankee. But Bill O'Reilly, I actually heard him on the radio for the first time in a long time over the weekend. And he's got a new book out. It's been on the New York Times bestseller list for two weeks. The embattled Bill O'Reilly with all of his problems, of which he said he was innocent. And I guess nobody really knows the truth here. But assuming he is innocent, he's kind of found his niche and he's got a new book and on radio again in some way or shape or another. And I don't know what happened with his legal problems, but he's got a new book called The United States of Trump. The conservative commentator weaves interviews and personal history to portray the power and influence of the 45th president, Bill O'Reilly, and this book that's been out for two weeks. And if you go back, of course, Bill O'Reilly's world came crashing down with all the sexual problems at Fox News Channel, of which there is an awesome, I guess it's on Showtime series that Russell Crowe stars in about Roger Ailes. And what's funny about that series is Bill O'Reilly really is not in it. There's not even somebody portraying him. And I'm sure there was a hint at a lawsuit for that reason. Maybe they've got a sequel that's all about Bill O'Reilly. I don't know what they got playing there at Showtime. But it's a fantastic series if you have a chance to see it. But Bill O'Reilly kind of was one of those first people to go away loudly in the Me Too movement. Probably for good reason. But he's not behind bars, and I don't think he was accused of anything illegally that would have him behind bars. And so I guess he did the whole settlement type thing. And and again, I haven't followed that close, but he's not got a gag order. He's out here now writing books and talking on the radio, and he's got the number four book in the country, The United States of Trump. And our last combined print and ebook fiction non fiction book is from demi moore here's a name you might not have heard lately it's called inside out it's been out for two weeks as the hollywood star chronicles the rocky relationships body image issues and public perceptions that affected her attempts to balance family and fame and i don't mean to judge i think i got this right as i saw something recently on her as long as i'm not confusing this demi moore was abused as a child sexually i believe by a family member and she's had problems throughout her life as you would expect one to have and i think part of that is covered here in inside out from demi moore and you can check it out it's been out for three weeks now and it is available for you and you can go to nytimes.com and learn more or go to Amazon and order, or more importantly, go down to your local bookseller, your independent bookseller, and check out any of these books and tell them the Y'all Show sent you. And that is a quick look at the New York Times bestsellers for both fiction and nonfiction. Well, we're going to write the book on SEC Sports when we come back, as we'll give you all the breaking news and headlines from throughout the Southeastern Conference as you get ready for the seventh weekend of college football. And then later, we'll have Gabe Bach of Tex Ags Radio dropping by, and we'll get his visit with Jackie Sherrill on. You'll enjoy that conversation. Jackie, the former head coach of Pitt, Texas A&M and the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Gabe Buck. Gabe caught up with him earlier in the week. And also, we'll get Gabe Buck's take on week seven of SEC football. Not only is he going to tell us who he thinks is going to win, he's going to kind of go over the spread, which is something I don't often do. But a lot of you like that kind of stuff. And I'll let Gabe show off his spread knowledge. All that is ahead on the Y'all Show as we get into our SEC spotlight. Don't go anywhere. 
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Forward, Tony Sharks, Baby Shark. Man, the Baby Sharks were impressive last weekend. It's our SEC report, and how about you, Mississippi, as in week six in Oxford at Vault Hemingway Stadium. They had the Chucky Mullins-inspired Navy jersey and powder blue helmets on, and the home team easily won over Vanderbilt 31-6. to They got them a good quarterback now, leading the Rebel Sharks, and the Rebels and Land Sharks alike <laughs> improve to 3-3, three and three, and Vanderbilt sinks to 1-4 and four after that thumping last weekend. Other scores from Week 6 to remind you about. Missouri just took care of business all day and all night against the Troy Trojans, 42-10. Florida got the big win over Auburn, 24-13. LSU didn't have too much of a challenge from the Aggies of Utah State, 42-6. The Tigers win. And Georgia, they just dominated the Georgia Bull. The Georgia Bulldogs dominated after a little scare early on from Tennessee. Georgia wins 43-14 in Week 6. We'll tell you about all of the Week 7 matchups in just a little bit. In fact, we're going to get our friend Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com to help us with that. I'm going to kind of turn the reins over to Gabe. He covers SEC sports every 
single day in College Station, Texas, and he does a fantastic job. And in just a little bit, we'll get Gabe's take on this weekend's action. But also, before we get to that spot, he's going to welcome in Jackie Sherrill, and we're going to let Gabe Bach kind of break down this weekend's Alabama-Texas A&M game with the former head coach of the Aggies, Jackie Sherrill. He was there in the mid-'80s, and then he took off for greener pastures, literally greener pastures, in Starkville, Mississippi, as he coached the Mississippi State Bulldogs really throughout the whole 90s. And we'll get Gabe and Jackie Sherrill's conversation mixed in here in just a little bit as we get you ready for kickoff here in week seven. But looking at headlines here before we get to that part of the show, the Auburn Tigers are losing their star running back Booby Whitlow for at least four to six weeks with a knee injury as the Auburn Tigers were limited in that loss to the Florida Gators in week six. And now they're going to be even more limited as Coach Gus Malzahn this week said that running back Joe Tervius Whitlow, Booby Whitlow, is out for these four to six weeks as he recovers from surgery. Whitlow sustained the injury late in Auburn's loss at the Swamp. The injury will keep him sidelined for the rest of October, and that means he theoretically would not be available to return somewhere until mm, probably that Georgia game in late November, perhaps the following week against the Samford Bulldogs as the Tigers have an open date in there somewhere too. But Booby is out right now with his knee injury. But good news is he's going to be back before the season's over. He is the team's leading rusher with 544 yards and seven touchdowns through six games on the Plains. Booby, you are needed and you will be back. But it's going to be tough for Auburn until he's back in the lineup. But a tough loss last week to Florida. But, hey, one loss does not make a season. Auburn can still end up where they want to be. They just got to take care of business Moving on now to the Missouri Tigers we go, and we've got some injury updates coming from Columbia, Missouri. They're getting ready to host the Mississippi Land Sharks this weekend, and we know that Kelly Bryant, he had a little bit of a scare. He's expected to be back in the lineup and not going to miss too much time. That's great news if you're a Missouri Tiger fan, but we do know that Missouri is going to have a little bit of hardship. Mizzou's Kale Garrett will be out as the university confirmed. What a lot of people feared, he will undergo surgery for a torn pectoral tendon, and that will likely end the senior season for this guy who was headed toward All-American honors for the Missouri Tigers. So a tough loss there for Mizzou with Garrett out the rest of the way. More SEC news as we move on to kickoff for Week 7. And how about the news from Florida as he is expected to make a full go for the Gators at their game against the LSU Tigers. We're talking about the quarterback Kyle Trask, who had a mild knee sprain and was limited in practice earlier this week, but is expected to be at full speed when the Gators and the LSU Tigers get together. Coach Dan Mullen said on Wednesday's SEC Coaches Teleconference that we expect him to be a full go again here this weekend. Trask injured his knee in the first half against Auburn, but returned and helped lead the Gators to a 24-13 victory. On Monday, he was wearing a compression sleeve and a brace on his left knee. Said the pain was starting to subside. He says he feels good. He'll be ready to go Saturday. So Gator fans, that's a great job and a great news story coming from Gainesville for you. I want to let you know about the head coach of the Gators. Dan Mullen has been named the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week as the Gators have now won 10 consecutive games under Dan Mullen with another top 10 showdown coming this weekend in Death Valley. The Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year is a great honor, and he hasn't won that, but he did win the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week. So Dan Mullen 
with his visor and all, marching toward another great season in year number two with the Florida Gators. Tennessee senior receiver Brandon Johnson is making news for a little bit of a different kind of story you don't see often, as this senior is going to stop play here in 2020, and he's going to redshirt and come back in 2020. Jeremy Pruitt revealed this information on Wednesday after practice. Johnson, a senior reserve wide receiver, says he's going to be taking a voluntary redshirt and return to the program next year. Tennessee will see its top two receivers exit the program at the end of this season. Both Joan Jennings and Marquez Calloway have been playmakers for UT, but both are playing in their final seasons. Reserve receiver Tyler Bird is as well, and we'll know more about next year when that time comes. But Brandon Johnson, on his own, going to be stepping away for a couple months. Perhaps he's got a little coursework he needs to make up on, and that might be part of the decision-making. He's a 60, 195-pound receiver, and he actually led the UT in receiving yards back in 2017 with 482, but now going to be sitting on the sideline. I don't know if you redshirt, if you're allowed to even come out to practice or or even practice, period. I don't know what the rules are, but he's not leaving the program. He's just saying, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this new rule in college football, and I'm going to go on my own and, and kind of take a breather, and that's what he's doing. To CBSSports.com we go, and Barrett Salee has an article, College Football Rankings, How the 16 Undefeated Teams Stack Up Entering a Key Stretch. So we only have, what do you say, 16, 16 teams left that have not had a loss on the docket. And we now know that a couple of those are in the SEC. The SEC's undefeated teams include the Florida Gators. You also have the Georgia Bulldogs, LSU, and Alabama. So let's talk about our SEC representatives. According to Barrett Salee, who knows this conference well, Florida comes in at number nine on this story he's got out. And he writes, the Gators' defense is nasty. If you don't believe me, just ask Auburn about that. But what happens if the defense has an off day? Can Florida muster up a ground game? And can junior quarterback Kyle Trask, who took over after Felipe Franks was injured in September, keep up in a shootout? That would be a tall order based on what we've seen, though Trask did lead UF back against Kentucky. So he doesn't necessarily give UF the greatest I guess, vote of confidence offensively. But that defense, as he said, used the word nasty. The number four team, and again, this story is called the College Football Rankings, how the 16 undefeated teams stack up entering a key stretch. He's got them, I guess, broken down by the power that they are being undefeated. So at four is the Georgia Bulldogs. And Barrett Salee writes, Georgia answered its offseason questions that centered on wide receivers and generating pressure on defense but haven't had to see the offense open it up when it's necessary just yet. That's a double-edged sword, so Lee writes. It's likely that quarterback Jake Fromm can light it up with this crew, but we haven't seen it yet. So I think this is based on Georgia's schedule, a rather soft schedule here early on, and it's not going to be all that challenging against South Carolina this weekend. We'll know more when Georgia really steps in to play against the Florida Gators here pretty soon. But they're number four here in Barrett Salee's writing here this week. The LSU Tigers at number three. And Barrett Salee writes that Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Tigers, he and his passing game coordinator Joe Brady have successfully implemented a foreign concept in Baton Rouge, a wide open passing game. No, the defense hasn't been up to LSU standards, but it's just now figuring out how to operate now, and it's on the field for longer periods of time due to the tempo-based offense. So a fast-paced offense means more defense time, which could get a little scary, according to this writing, and that's why LSU's at three. 
The Ohio State Buckeyes are at two. By the way, Clemson was at number six on this list of undefeated teams. Alabama's, of course, number one. And here's what Salee writes about Alabama. And you can go read the article at CBSSports.com and break it all down with all the other teams that are not in the SEC. But according to Salee, let's not outthink the room. Alabama is the best team in college football. The combination of Tua Tagviola and track star wide receivers make other teams score 40 points to even have a chance. Not many teams can do that against that defense. So he says Alabama has by far the best offense. And their defense is pretty good, but unless you score more than 40, you don't have a chance against Alabama. We'll find out if that bodes to be the case here in 2019, but that the opinion of Barrett Salee at CBSSports.com if you want to go read more about that. Now, his counterpart there at the website, Dennis Dodd, has a story, College Football Power Rankings, Georgia's Big Move Raises an SEC Playoff Question. And in Dennis Dodd's verbiage on CBSSports.com, he's pretty much echoing what a lot of people are saying, that there's a chance, a small but a chance, that the SEC is going to put potentially three teams in the four-team playoff this year. And he kind of lets you know how that happens, what he calls the CFP chaos as he says, you got to have these results. Alabama or LSU went out in the regular season. Alabama or LSU went out in the regular season. Well, that's certainly possible. They play each other. Only one can win, but there's a chance one of those is going to win the regular season, went out. Okay. The loser of that head to head matchup finishes 11 and 1 and doesn't have to risk its record in the championship game. We've seen that play out before. Alabama not going to the SEC championship. Auburn went. Alabama makes it to the playoff. Alabama wins the national championship. Alabama, LSU, or Georgia suffers their only loss in that SEC championship game. So let's say Georgia runs the table and Georgia only loses in the SEC championship game, let's say to Alabama. And LSU only lost one time, and that was to Alabama. There's your three teams that could potentially get an invite to the college football playoff. And that leaves a 13-0 champion, a championship game loser at 12-1, and and an SEC West runner-up at 11-1. Unlikely that you'll see three SEC teams in the playoff, but it is worth considering. Heck, I'm of the belief that The SEC, if it really is the best conference in the country, could one day have four teams, for goodness sake, in the college football playoff. And I'm not over here drinking a bunch of Budweiser's saying that statement. We've seen two make it. I think the way that this writer here at CBS Sports has broken it down, that's a very logical thing that could happen, especially if some Big Ten teams start knocking each other off and Clemson slips up here along the way. I think you'll have another non-SEC team, certainly in the playoff, but... Hey, it is not impossible. Anything's possible, especially with the belief that the SEC is the power conference. Only the ACC can say, no, we're the power conference. And if the ACC starts having a rough time with Clemson losing, as they almost did to North Carolina, or other teams in the ACC making it tough to have a a real powerful program from that conference, it just means more publicity and more likely that an SEC will have four Maybe likely three, but even four in the CFP. That now would be the probably end of the CFP if that were to happen. 
that is a look at some of your SEC headlines here as we get you ready for kickoff on Saturday. Now, hang on. When we come back after the break, we're going to go to College Station, Texas, and our friend Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com and TexAgs Radio will be on, and he's going to be talking with Jackie Sherrill. Jackie was the head coach of the Texas A&M Aggies back in the 1980s, and then he went on to be the head coach at Mississippi State. And Gabe and Jackie Sherrill are going to break down Alabama coming to Texas A&M this weekend. We'll also get Gabe's take as he covers SEC sports every single day there in College Station. We'll get his take on Week 7, the other matchups of note in the SEC. And all that is coming up after the break on the Y'all Show. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
Sounding good, fighting Texas Aggie Band. Final segment of this y'all show on a Thursday, and it's our SEC Spotlight continuing on. And as we get you ready for the games here in Week 7, we'll start off with a little focus on Alabama's visit to Texas A&M at Kyle Field on Saturday. This is your big CBS mid-afternoon game, and it's going to be a lot of fun and a huge more than 100,000 Aggie and Crimson Tide fans in attendance there in Aggieland for this one. Our friend Gabe Bach is going to be back on now on the Y'all Show as he hosts the sister show to this show, the Maroon and White Report, a weekly one-hour all-Texas A&M show. You can find it in Apple Podcast and other podcast options and at crmsports.com. And Gabe, this week on the show, had his friend and a friend of Texas A&M, because he used to be the head coach in Aggieland, Jackie Sherrill called in to talk to Gabe as Jackie, an Alabama alum who went on to not only coach at Texas A&M in the 80s, but he also coached for Mississippi State in addition to coaching to Pitt before he got to A&M and coached for Mississippi State for about 10 years or so back in the 90s until the early 2000s. And Gabe and Coach Cheryl broke down this weekend's big Texas A&M at Texas A&M Alabama game at Kyle Field. And let's go in and hear their very intimate conversation here on the Y'all Show SEC Spotlight. We've been talking a lot about the run game here, and it does. In this league, you know it. It starts in the trenches, and you've coached in this league and, and even played in the old days in this league. But the offensive line struggles, Coach. Is that more about uh, physical ability right now, what you're seeing with the A&M offensive front, or communication issues? And how do you, how do you work okay, it out well, against let me, Alabama? Let me ask you this question. Okay. How many offensive linemen do we have that are first-round draft choices? Maybe, Maybe one, but one. he's a true freshman. <laughs> yeah, so that's your answer. <clears throat> and it comes back, it, it doesn't make any difference. You look at um, Sunday or Thursday night, Monday night, uh, pro football, the teams that have the better upfront people are the teams that win. You know, everybody talks about Brady or Mahomes. But if you put Brady on an average football team up front, uh, he will he'll get sacked just like the others. So you know it takes time, and you know we have a couple of players. We have one in in up front uh, right now that is. I wish we could have him for five years and get other people around him. But you know, to me, he's one of the top players in the country. The other one. Is the Brown kid? If, if to me Brown from Auburn uh, should be in the Heisman Trophy uh, conversation. Of course, he won't win it. But to me, watching that kid play, and if you had, you know, two, three, or four of those guys, uh, you'd win a lot more than you would lose. Um, you talk about you know the the need to be strong up front. That goes, you know, offensive too. So um, and, and defensive line. So Alabama uh, has uh, has Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback. They've got uh, uh, they, they've got these amazing group of, of receivers. So th- can we just draw it down? You know, take it down to for for A and M to have any any chance to uh, to slow down that passing uh, uh, the Alabama passing game? Does it just come down to whether or not they can get pressure? Well, the key to beating Alabama or beating and 
the teams that I've had that we've lined up in, and I always would tell the players, if you're going to be the Alabama, and it goes all the way back when we first started the run against Texas, we're not going to outrun them because they have a lot more speed than we do. So don't get in to attract me. If you're going to, if we're going to win the game, we have to win the game in the box. That means we have to be more physical. And you don't have to be the fastest or the strongest. Uh, you know, you can you can be very physical and still beat Alabama if you make them play in the box. Now, can we make them play in the box? That's the question. But I would say that's the game plan that we know that we need to control the line of scrimmage somehow and also try to to be able to run the football. Coach, staying with it defensively, and as talented as they are and as smart of a sucker as he is at the quarterback position as well, he's not just really good and he's got all those weapons, but he's really smart too. So he can probably pick up on a lot of disguised things you're trying to do, but Elko is also really good at the quarterback confusion game. So how much of that is – how important is it to try to find that balance of – you know, where you're going to bring the pressure, when you're going to bring extra guys, and then play back, and then how you disguise that pre-snap. How important is all that cat-and-mouse stuff before the snap? It is important. And, you know, when you game plan, uh, one thing as a defensive coach, you have to know all their blocking schemes. And you have to put one more person in there than they can block, whether it's off the, the weak side, when I say weak, you know, the, the side that doesn't have the most receivers, or you can do some things inside, but you have to figure out what their blocking schemes are and be able to put one more man than they can block on that side. And if that happens, then you can put pressure. If you look at Alabama this year, I don't see very much pressure from the teams that they have played. Now, can A&M put pressure? I think they can because they've got the really good push inside. We just need to come off the edge with some speed to be able to get there. But it's, it's not Einstein. You have to have one more guy than they can block. It's the last thing for you, Coach. The Aggies find a way to keep this thing close in fourth quarter, and we're sawing them off, and there's a hundred and something thousand and all these recruits. It's one of the best recruiting weekends um, since a and moved to the SEC in terms of talent on campus, and everybody's all fired up and thinking and smelling upset. If what? What's got to happen? The one thing that has to happen for A&M maybe to think about pulling this thing off. Don't turn the ball over. There you go, OB. I mean, that's in every game, if you protect the football, it gives you a chance to win. And that was former Mississippi State and, of course, Texas A&M head coach, also helped coach the Pitt Panthers back in the 70s, Jackie Sherrill, on with our friend Gabe Bach on Tex Ags Radio and the Maroon and White Report, which is our sister program here. And you can go to crmsports.com or check out Maroon and White Report on the various podcast options out there and hear that interview in its entirety. And from that same conversation, we now keep it in Aggie land as we continue on with our SEC spotlight, getting you ready for the Week 7 action. 
of SEC and Gabe Bach of Texas Radio. We're going to keep him on to kind of break down week seven, and we'll let you know that one game that he wasn't really going to talk a lot about, but I'll go ahead and tell you the basics. The Vanderbilt Commodores seek their second win of the year, and they have a good chance of winning. This is a game televised on the SEC Network from Vanderbilt Stadium, set for a 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Nashville time kick between Vandy and the Rebels, not of Mississippi, but of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. UNLV comes to Mew. Music City. So Vandy and UNLV going to be your mid-afternoon game on the SEC Network. I'm going to let Gabe take over from here and break it all down, starting out with the South Carolina Gamecocks at the Georgia Bulldogs. Third-ranked team in the country at 5-0, 2-0 in the league. It's an early 11 o'clock Central time kick, noon local time at Sanford Stadium between the hedges on ESPN. Georgia favored by 24 and a half, and I think they cover it. Now, Georgia I don't love their passing game. I don't like their uh, ability to get to the quarterback right now, but you you got to love the fact that the quarterback is a veteran. He's not he's not screwing up. I mean, he's he's going to manage the game very well. He'll get it out to some of those young playmakers when he needs to, and they're going to run the football. He's been sacked one time all year. They're one or two times all year. They're going to run the football. South Carolina has a ton of trouble stopping it, and I think Georgia just controls and dominates this game, so I think they cover the 24-and-a-half. That's a lot of points, though. Mississippi State, 3-2, and 1-1 one one in the SEC at Tennessee. 1-4, and 0-2 oh in the league. They're terrible. It's at 11 o'clock at Neyland Stadium on the SEC Network. MSU, a road favorite. We got Tennessee here as a home dog by a touchdown, almost. Six and a half. And I think Mississippi State goes in there. and here, Think about what we're saying. Mississippi State goes to Tennessee as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm saying no doubt cover. And I don't even love the Bulldogs this year. That's how bad it is in Tennessee. They finally found a little something with their freshman quarterback, and he gets injured. And now they don't know if he's playing this weekend or not at the time we're recording this show. I'm saying Mississippi State covers that. Now That's the world we live in right now. That's just how bad it's gotten at Tennessee. Not, And that says it's a lot more about what the state of Tennessee than it is the state of Mississippi State right now. Not game number three, Ole Miss, three and three, two and one in the league at Missouri, four and one, one and oh in the SEC. It's a night game, six o'clock for O Field on ESPN two. Missouri at home favored by eleven and a half. I think that it's gonna be interesting. John Rise Plumley running the football with Rich Rod. He's a freshman and what he's doing at quarterback for Ole Miss with no Kel Garrett. I've been going back and forth on this, and I think the Rebels are going to I don't think Mizzou covers eleven and a half. Even at home. And they'll score some points, but Kelly Bryant's got an injured knee, and he'll play. Kel Garrett looks like one of the top four players, four or five players in the country, or in, in the SEC defensively, and he's out for an extended period, maybe the year, with a pec injury. And, and he's been a huge key to Missouri's rise defensively. So I think Ole Miss, I'll go Ole Miss in the points there. 11.5 is a lot. All right, Arkansas 2-3, and 0-2 oh in the SEC at Kentucky. 2-3, 0-3 oh in the league. 6.30, Kroger Field, SEC Network. You got Cole Kublik and Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers on the call there. Kentucky, a home favorite by 6.5. I'll go Arkansas on the points. Kentucky, I think Kentucky wins, but they're a bad football team right now. They're really bad at the quarterback. They, they, they're devoid of playmakers outside of Lynn Bowden. And I think Arkansas, who, you know, their, their quarterback situation isn't brutal. Their running back's really good. And they've got some developing playmakers on the outside, and they're not bad in the trenches with a good linebacker and a good good defensive tackle. 
they've got one good player at all three levels of their defense. I'm not sure Kentucky's got that at all. I think Kentucky wins it because it's at home, but I'll say Arkansas in the points. All right, how about this game in Death Valley? Number seven, Florida, 6-0, 3-0 in the league. At number five, LSU, 5-0, 1-0 in the SEC. 7 o'clock at Tiger Stadium on ESPN. LSU minus 13.5. And, <clears throat> and we're saying, can Florida slow down LSU's passing attack? That's where we are in college football right now with LSU and what they're doing. I'll go Florida in the points, but LSU wins the game. I think LSU wins it because they're at home. Florida's defense is outstanding, and Dan, the Dan Mullen factor, too, will keep this game close. Florida in the points. That's an easy pick for me, I think, on that one. All right, and finally, the game at Kyle Field. Number one ranked Alabama, 5-0, and 2-0 in the SEC against number 24 A&M. The Aggies are 3-2, and 1-1 and in the league. 2-30 Kyle Field on CBS and many of these stations. Alabama favored by 17-and-a-half. And so much on the line, yet what really is there to lose for A&M? I mean, the entire college football world thinks Alabama is going to come in here and roll tide, and they very well could do just that. But you have to put the pigskin on the turf and go play the football game. And this is a chance to go out there and play your best football and maybe you just catch Alabama on a night where they're a little sluggish and you can find a way to pull an upset here and slay the dragon. Okay, it's not going to be easy, but upsets happen every week in college football. And one of the larger recruiting events in years, countless blue chip recruits from 2020, 2021, and 22 are going to be on hand coming in from all over the country Go out there, cut loose, play free and clear. You never know what's going to happen on any given Saturday. Here are my keys real quick for the Aggies. Number one, star fast. I mean, you've been. this has been a big, big issue for the past couple of big games for A&M. The Clemson game and Auburn got down way too big. You can't dig a double-digit hole and have to play from behind against Alabama. You just can't. <clears throat> so you got to hit some big plays, and that's number two you got to have them they're going to have them you know the tide's going to get plenty of big plays and going to score a bunch of points so you got to do the same number three zero turnovers if you're going to beat alabama you cannot turn the football over got to go plus two on the turnover margin somehow find a way to create takeaways which is very tough to do against this group two has got no picks this year zero and you absolutely can't give it back to them okay and that's been an issue since 2013 old buchanan looked it up 14 turnovers against bama Five of them return directly for touchdowns. That can't happen. Number four, pre-snap quarterback confusion when Alabama's got the ball. That cat and mouse game between Elko and Steve Sarkeesian. You got to change it up, keep Tua guessing pre-snap, and that's very tough to do because of how smart that guy is. Uh, but Elko is as good as it gets in this department, so I'm looking forward to that. Number five, pressure Tua. Without having to bring the kitchen sink every snap, too. You bring extra defenders on the blitz. You open up your back end and expose them against very good receivers, the best receiving core in the country. He's deadly when you give his wide receivers man coverage. He's deadly anyway. Change it up, confuse him, and you got to pressure him. But if you can pressure him and get to him a few times without a blitz, that's going to help you a lot. And then finally, find a way to run the football. With Mon, with Courtney Davis on end of rounds, with Anaya Smith coming in and helping out, uh, jet sweep action, whatever you can do, attack the edges if you can. It's going to be hard to run in between the tackles. Uh, of course, your running backs are going to have to be involved. You need 125-plus yards on the ground at least to maintain balance. Now, that seems like a lot against that group, and A&M's had trouble doing it. The Aggies got 50, what, 56 against Clemson and 53 against Auburn, something like that, and I'm asking for 125. But with the quarterback involvement in the run game, I think it can 
happen. I'm not predicting it's going to happen, but I think you can do enough to maintain balance. Bama's number 51 in run defense. Teams are running on them, and they're very, very young in the interior defense. They're going to start four true freshmen uh, out of their front seven. So you got that going. They absolutely have to find a way to do enough in the run game so it's not all on the right arm of Kellen Mond. And if you get behind, you get and the run game's not working, and Bama knows you got to pass, you're in for a long day. So you got to find a way to run the football at least enough. My prediction, I'll go A&M in the points, Alabama 38, Texas A&M 24 at Kyle Field. And our thanks to Gabe Bach of Texags Radio for his help breaking down week seven of college football and before that his conversation with Jackie Sherrill. All that from Texags Radio and from our sister program, the Maroon and White Report, a one-hour weekly all-Texas A&M show. We told you what happened in Texas is huge here this weekend with not only the matchup with Alabama coming into Aggieland, but you got the Texas-Oklahoma, Oklahoma-Texas Red River shootout going on at the fairgrounds in dallas this weekend well that will wrap up our thursday y'all show thank you very much for listening to the all southern program now remember come friday it'll be two hours of college football talk it's the y'all kickoff show coming your way and we'll break it all down sec acc big 12 the group of five and fcs fun here in week seven until that time have a great rest of your day i'm john rawl signing off you've been listening to the y'all show talk with a southern accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hey y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be 
Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.